So for those interested, I thought I would tell this kind of the story of my first ultra marathon, which I ran about two weeks ago. I did 50K, which is like 31 miles uh, about that. And there's a, there's just a lot of highs and lows that, that come with longer distance running. That's what makes me enjoy it, but they are highs and lows nonetheless. Uh, so to, to start, like, you know, I had a little bit of like butterflies before, just the anticipation, like, like you know, like before like a, a game, like a sporting event or something like to, like to compete, kind of get those butterflies in your chest of just more a nervous excitement, like an anticipation of like something's kind of about to go down, like, you know, like something's about to happen, you know, like a big thing. So I had a little bit of that before. And, you know, it felt pretty good. I had, you know, all my gear. I had like a hydration pack and, you know, water bottle, hydration tablets, stuff like that. And um, so, you know, all lined up at the finish line. They start sending waves of people out. You know, there's a decent amount of people. I think there was maybe 130 or so. And, you know, so we're off, start going. And immediately, like first half mile, mile, um, there's a decent, uh, hill and it's kind of like a rolling hill. So like if you kind of ascend, be a little bit flat for a while, then ascend even more, um, for the race total, um, over the 31 miles, it was 6,000 feet of elevation gain, which is a pretty decent amount, um, for a distance like that. Like it, it definitely was not flat, definitely was not flat, which I knew going into it, but, um, you know, over trails. So first mile, you know, start um walking so like all the uphills for longer distance running um maybe some people run them but i am not in the physical shape to to run the entire way when there's that many hills so strategy is usually i walk on the uphills and then i run flats and downhill so walking feel good um you know maybe around mile two there's first um i don't want to say river that's too generous like a creek crossing that's 15 feet wide maybe something like that and you know i cannot jump that so it's pretty much you know mud you know all along the bank a good amount and then um so running water mud on the other side so you know i already knew it was going to be muddy my friend had told me that it's muddy and you're gonna get your feet wet nothing you can do about it so just like whatever don't preoccupy your mind with this it's going to happen so just run through the mud and the water already my feet are soaking wet like it's soaked into my shoes and my socks you know I got mud all over that's like mile two but it's not really demoralizing or anything because it's just like okay I still feel good like we're out here doing this you know it's still like fun um, kind of shaking out that nervousness that excitement so it doesn't really bother me. Uh, and, and about you know a mile or less later, there's like another creek crossing. So I don't know if they had us like cross the creek and then just kind of loop around, cross again. But um, so again, more mud. My feet are already pretty wet. They don't really get much more wet because they already were about as wet as they could get. Um, and it's just like okay, you know, a couple more hills. So, but I'm still feeling really good. Um, my legs feel good. Um, everything just feels really on point. I'm happy, I'm excited, so everything's good. Uh, then about mile five, uh, we get to, and I kind of see that I, I, there's a small descent where you kind of like, you know, get down into like this ravine area. I have to kind of step carefully because it's kind of like a roots and stuff. You have to use the steps and it's fairly steep. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like go slow, I'm going slow, kind of getting down to the ravine. And then I start, you know, running after I get down. 
and and it's just like uh, a, a creek running straight down. And the course is making you run right in this creek. And you can kind of somewhat get off to the side, but the banks are steep enough that you really can't run outside of the mud and the water. Hey. Didn't record this the first lap, but second lap I had to get this about 20 miles in on second loop, and uh, this is part of the course. Is uh, I don't know how I can see it, but it's it's a creek slash river, and uh, you run straight through it, <laughs> and uh, as you can see, shoes are. Pretty wet, pretty muddy. Yeah. And there is flowing water going through. It's not super strong, but there is definitely water moving. The mud was probably, you know, like four inches deep in some spots, a little bit more. So like getting, sinking my feet into the mud, running through, you know, running water. At this point now, my feet are completely saturated, completely soaked. Um, and I'm just like, well, and I don't know what kind of sadistic person decided it would be cool to put the course through a creek, but apparently that's what this is. So I run through that. It was probably like an eighth of a mile. Um, so it was long enough. It's just like, you're, you're wet. So like, you know, that's just... The way it is and i was like okay now i understand why my friend told me that you're going to get wet feet regardless of what you do there's just like nothing you can do um but i still feel good i still feel good it's just my feet are wet and it's kind of like okay it, it is what it is just keep going um i think i refill my water um maybe eat like half a peanut butter and jelly at the aid station which was like mile seven something like that so about seven miles, six and a half miles in. Um, and we, there's like one part where you just run straight through a river. So I can, I'll just insert like a picture of my shoes or something. But you run straight through a river, like maybe an eighth of a mile. And, uh, and my shoes are just wrecked. You kind of see them. But very wet feet. That's like in the first five miles. There's some gnarly hills. I'll try to put a clip in soon of uh, of the crossing because they're doing the second loop back through that same area. So yeah, seven miles. Feel really good. Um, everything feels pretty loose. Uh, cardio's holding up. Nothing hurts yet. Pain cave is incoming though. Um, and there's a few. Uh, there's one hill in particular. Um, or I should say almost hills that that just really wrecked me. It was very shortly after um, Very shortly after the part we run through the creek and, and It's this ascent that is it's so vertical that as I'm going up, you know, I'm using my hands to help climb so it, Not in like a cliff vertical pulling myself up, but like as I'm walking up this thing, I can touch the ground in front of me because it's like I'm bent over a little bit. So like it's that steep. Uh, I would say it was, um, I would say it was a slightly more than 45 degree angle. You had to kind of step on 
like rocks to kind of get a foothold. You can't just walk up it like a normal hill. You have to get like footholds to kind of go up. It definitely was not a trail. It was just was like kind of a, a small, very small cliff that they just put the course up through. So then like I'm feeling a little tired after this because it's like kind of, you know, it, it wasn't easy. And right after you get to the top of this kind of steep climb that uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how steep it was, but or like how long it was, but you know, maybe, maybe um, 30, 40 feet, maybe I'm not really good at distance like that, but something maybe 40 feet. Um, so I really feel a little bit tired from this and it gets to the top and there's just this like hill that kind of winds around. So you like you go up the hill, oh, cats that show up. Um, you go up the hill and kind of wind to the left and to the right as you move up this hill and it's very, very steep. It's a pretty decent climb. Relatively. It's about 45 degrees up. Super beautiful. Look at the view. Man, this is, this is nice. The elevation's rough on the hips, but... So at this nice. point, I have like my hands on my knees and I'm just like trying to like push my knees to get momentum and, and I'm kind of bent forward a lot just like trying to get my my momentum going and it's I'm walking fairly slowly at this point this is like mile I I don't know seven or something like that eight maybe and really feeling it um, but I still feel fresh enough that it's not like wrecking me really hard um, and finally get past that and get to a fairly flat area. So, you know, I run that and, and the next few miles aren't super bad. There, there are hills, obviously, and, you know, things to be careful of and traverse, but it, it really doesn't get bad. You know, there's you get a, so a few spots of mud. Um, there's a few really long sections of mud that as people run through them, you know, it makes the mud worse. It like ruts it out. So... I kind of do like a little slip and slide walk, uh, Michael Jackson moonwalk forward type shuffle through the mud, trying not to just completely eat it and fall down. And I'm, you know, eventually get to a spot where I'm at maybe mile 12. So I, I have a tracker on my phone of how far I'm going so I can get an idea. And I think around mile 13, I want to see how far I am. So I pulled out, I see like, okay, I'm about like 13, you know, 13 and a half or so. So I know I'm getting close to the end of my first loop. So the course is you run two 15 mile loops. So you run the exact same um, route twice. And I, I know I'm close to the um, end of the first loop. So as I'm running, um, I kind of hear voices a little bit uh, in the distance. So I know I'm getting close to where all the people are at like the start finish line. So, okay, like, okay, like things are going pretty well, I think. Um, I feel pretty good. I'm almost at the end of my first loop. Like I, I feel, I felt better than I thought I would. Um, and, you know, I've, I, I was feeling a little bit tired, you know, but it, it really wasn't too bad. So I, you know, get to the end of my first loop. Uh, I have a drop bag there, which is just like a bag with some stuff I don't want to carry with me. I, I just wanted to have, um, I wanted to have dry feet just for like a little bit, like just a little bit. I wanted to have dry feet. So I, I had a change of socks in my drop bag. So I stopped, I uh, changed my socks, you know, got my shoes back on 
feet were a little bit wet because you know the the shoe the water from the shoe kind of soaked back into the socks but not as wet as my other socks were and I'm like okay you know refill my water um i grabbed two oreos eat them start you know walking a little bit let the food settle oreos sat a little bit heavy um it, but I, I i don't know i just was kind of hungry and i love oreos so it was just like oh you know if this slows me down a little bit i'm okay with it it's just kind of worth it for for longer distance running it, it actually is really nice to have like treats like something to look forward to and and then allowing yourself to like reward yourself in some small way for an accomplishment it just helps with morale so like having two oreos at the end of my first loop which is kind of like a, okay you did good all right now let's get back out there um so go start jogging so now i'm just repeating um the course but it's kind of like uh if you play a video game and you you do play the video game you beat it on like easy mode and then you do hard mode and you start playing it again it, it really is the exact same thing because now i'm running the exact same course that i did before but now it's just like on hard mode instead of easy because i'm already fairly tired and wet so you know first you know mile or two hit that creek crossing again and and you know i just run through it because there's nothing else you can do and as i crossed it and then started going i was like why did i even change socks like this was honestly like a little stupid you know maybe it was worth it for like a morale booster of that one mile or so where i had semi-dry socks but i was just kind of like it, it, it was pointless i didn't even really need to do that i just kind of wasted time but it, it is what it is so keep going you know a few more creek crossings feel a little bit wet i hit the um the eighth of a mile in the creek run through that feet absolutely soaked again and and it wasn't that it bothered me per se but like the second time it's just it's not quite as fun because I one I had already done it once so I was just like here we go again gonna do the whole wet feet thing you know whatever and I was a little tired so at, at this point I'm you know at mile um 21 I'm, a, I'm about at 21 and and this is when I, I noticed things started getting hard so I don't want to say like oh the other miles were so easy you know they weren't it wasn't that they were easy it's just the my definition of what was hard in the moment kept going up and up and up so like even though mile 15 like completing the first loop was hard now you know getting to mile 21 you know these miles were even harder and and, and after that creek spot get to that same area again where it's a really steep um climb where i can like you know touch the ground in front of me as i'm like walking up like i can rest my hand on it and and i'm just like really really sucking like i'm really just breathing hard and i'm not like pushing myself at all like i'm i'm not trying to scale up this super quick um and, and do anything quickly i'm moving fairly slow and in fact i would say definitely slow just like one foot in front of the other and i am tanked like my like uh, my wind is gone i'm breathing super heavy i was like man like this is uh this is a lot harder than uh than than i remembered it being even the first time you know i knew it was gonna be harder the second time around but uh it, then i had that long hill after that and i got to the top finally after the, the long climb and i just was like walking on on a flat because like i could not uh, catch my breath really.
So, have about 11 miles to go or so. And, uh, yeah. I have nothing to say. I'm just a little tired. So, around, I, I don't remember the exact point. It was maybe around mile 20 two something like that there was an aid station somewhere around mile 22 and you know i finally get there i knew i was close to the aid station i was looking forward to like oh my god i need water so much like i'm so thirsty um i i didn't have much water left i had the ration it because i've been just drinking so much between the last aid station and this one so i was low on water super thirsty i'm starving i'm so hungry because all, all i've been having is calories in the form of liquid or or mostly gels, which is like a somewhat solid liquid. So it's just not that filling, but I can't afford to really eat a lot, you know, because it, it just will mess with my stomach. So I get to this aid station, refill the water, I'm like, ah, oh, so much better. Um, you know, have a second to just, you know, take a breath. And I, I see like some M&Ms. I'm like, well, I am starving and M&M's, it's like four. It's four in this tiny little, you know, container. So like four M&M's, that seems, you know, that's not bad. I could probably do that. So I, I down the M&M's. They are delicious, super wonderful. I love them. And then there was this little piece of candy. I don't even really know what kind. It was like a little circular candy with like sugar coating on it, kind of chewy. Yeah, eat one of those. Still a very small amount. It's like four M&Ms. Uh, they're big, they're the bigger M&Ms, like the jumbo M&Ms. So, you know, it's not, not like the tiny ones. So four of the, like the bigger M&Ms and, and one piece of candy. And, uh, and then the guy, I had been kind of trailing behind the guy for a while and he was keeping a pretty good pace around what I wanted. So I just stayed within sight of him for the whole time, like up to this point. And, and uh, he was at the aid station. He was like, oh, do you have electrolyte tablets? And they're like, yeah, 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 sure. And they, um, he just like, you know, takes one. And it's the same company that I use my electrolyte tablets, like that I get my electrolyte tablets from. But they're a different um, variation of it. I think one is, I think the one um, at the aid station was maybe heavier in salt or something like that. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I should take them. And I have my own electrolyte tablets. Like I have my own. I don't need to, but for some reason, I don't know if like my brain just like wasn't working correctly or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'll have what he's having. So I took um, one of the electrolyte tablets, you know, washed it down with some water. And, you know, I start walking out of the aid station. So like usually after you don't wanna let it settle for a second. Um, so it's sitting kind of heavy in my stomach. I'm like, ah, man, I don't really like that. You know, so I'm, trying to walk it off a little bit and I walk you know for maybe uh maybe a minute or so just see see how I feel I'm like all right well I don't feel great but I I need to start running now like it's time to get going so I start running and I, I'm not kidding it's like um 10 seconds at most later like I just I start jogging 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 and at like that amount of time I was like, it just hits me. Like my stomach is destroyed. And immediately I'm like, oh, 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 I'm gonna puke. Like I step off to the side of the trail and like, as I step off, I just projectile vomit, I'm assuming just pretty much water. And it just comes spraying out. And I mean like, I'm not exaggerating to say projectile, like it's spraying out almost like you put your finger 
over uh like almost like you turned a hose on and like crimped it and then you like put your finger over the top and opens it back up and it just goes like that it, it was it was a lot like that i just you know projectile spray water and you do that one time two times three times and then uh, and i have a little pause and then four times and then five times and then I just start dry heaving because I pretty much like it, I surprisingly it could have been mixed in there, but I did not see any M&Ms or candy. So somehow those seemed to like bypass my vomiting. I don't know how. And it was it, I think it was just water and something about eating the solid food just made me puke up the water. I think I think I would have felt if I would have puked up M&Ms or seen it. It all seemed like clear, clear water for the most part. And so I'm just like dry heaving because now there isn't really much left in my stomach. And the dude that um, had gotten the electrolyte tablet before me that I've been following for a while, you know, I'd gotten ahead of him because he left a little bit later than me from the aid station. And as I'm just like focused on the ground, you know, just looking at the ground, dry heaving, the guy who like runs past me, he's like, take it slow, you'll be okay. And I, I didn't say a word. I was, there was no, thank you. Yep. Yep. Whatever. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I was just like, oh my, I, I feel terrible. Um, so then I kind of dry heave a few more times. Eyes watering, just, you know, a wreck at this point. And like, all right, just start walking. Just start walking. So I start walking, take a tiny sip of water just to kind of clean my mouth out and make me feel a little normal again and walk for, you know, maybe a minute or two. And I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good. Yeah, I feel pretty good now. Like everything seems okay. Like whatever my body puked up, it seemed to help. So I start running and like, I'm keeping a good pace. Like I feel pretty good. I can, you know, I have a few, um, a few uh, hills um, that I'm walking up and everything actually feels good. And I'm running at a decent pace. I'm like, well, Apparently puking is like a, a, a performance booster because I feel so much better than I did even before I got to the aid station. That lasts like 20 minutes. And at the end of those 20 minutes, I think because I puked up all the water I had drank like before the aid station, like a little before, during, and any after, I was all of a sudden now really behind on my hydration so puking all that up, it felt good because I kind of cleared out my stomach. And as soon as that kind of all settled down, then the dehydration started kicking in. And, and my stomach just felt really messed up, like really like, like, like I wanted to puke again. And I tried sipping on some water and that just made it way worse, like way worser. And I tried, you know, maybe having like a, a running gel and, and that messed with it even more. So I was like, man, I can't even eat right now. I can barely drink. And so it was kind of the problem. I think the dehydration is what made my stomach upset. But um, it was kind of this double-sided thing where I couldn't eat or drink because my stomach was messed up because I was dehydrated, but I was dehydrated because I couldn't drink. So it was like this constant cycle. So I, you know, I finally, you know, I get to mile 25 and my stomach is even more messed up at this point. And this is where I really hit a hard wall where I'm, I'm running and I just, I have so little energy. My body hurts everywhere. And I'm just like, like, I don't, 
like I just want this to be over. Like I, I'm not enjoying this in the slightest. This is not fun for me. I just want it to stop. Like I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and it wasn't even really that I wanted to quit. I just wanted it to be over. I, I just was dehydrated and everything hurt and I was tired and hungry and not hungry at the same time. And, and it just was like, man, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I, I just want to get to the finish line and just whatever. And, and I have a 50 miler planned in September. And as I was running, you know, around mile 25, 26, I was like, I'm, I think I'm just going to cancel the 50 miler because I, I, I don't think I have it in me to do this. I don't think I have it in me to be an ultra runner. I don't, I don't think I'm built like these other people that run ultras. Like, I don't think I'm as strong as they are. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm made for this. Like, maybe I should just, you know, after this race, I'm just going to cancel my 50 miler and, and, you know, just, I don't know, run for fun or something like that, you know, cause I'm just not cut out for this. This sucks. And I was just kind of stuck in a loop of that thought for, for miles. And it didn't help that, you know, I would start running and my stomach would feel real messed up. And then I would get to the point where I like felt like I was about to puke. And then I would start walking and I would let all those feelings kind of settle down a little bit. And once I felt fairly okay, I would start running again. And then however long I would feel like I was going to puke again. And I just repeated that run walk process for, for, you know, miles and miles. So I, I had that started around mile 25. So I had like six miles left. And at, at this point I looked at my tracker and, you know, I was doing like 17, 18 minute miles for some of them, which like is just a walking pace. Like there were points I was walking so slow that even though I would mix in some running, I ended up just keeping a walking pace. Like I almost could have just walked for the last six miles. If I would have pushed it, um, I could have, I could have gone that same pace if I just would be walking normally, you know? So it, it was not fast by any stretch of the imagination and going up hills was exceptionally difficult at this point. Um, I think I let my posture get a little sloppy because my back, like the pain in my hips and my legs, I didn't even notice as much because my back was hurting so bad from, I think, carrying the hydration pack, which starts to feel a little bit heavy at a certain point. And because as I'm going up hills, I'm like hunching forward, just not even conscious of my posture because I was just so tired. And I'm letting my whole body kind of collapse in and my upper back and neck were hurting so much that I didn't even think about all the pain in my feet and my hips. So I'm just, you know, kind of in this negative mindset of just like, I don't even know how many times I said to myself, I just want this to be over between mile 25 and 31, but it was a lot. It was, it was a lot of, I just want this to be over. I just want this to be over. And, you know, after like mile 26 or 25 or something like that, like you really can't quit even if I wanted to, like, I didn't have any intention of quitting, but it helped, it actually helped me mentally that you really can't quit because there's nowhere to quit. You have to either walk back to the other aid station or walk to the finish line. So like either way you're going, you know, a fairly good distance. So like mentally it almost allowed me a chance to focus more because I was like, 
I know I'm not going to quit. I know I have to finish. So like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. So I do a lot of walking. I do some running and get towards the end. I, I kind of hear some distant voices and then I get to this part in the trail that like has tons and tons of leaves and is kind of flat. And I remembered from the first lap that, that means the finish line is really close. And you know, this is the power of the mind that when I realized that the finish line was close, I started running. Now, granted, I was probably only quarter mile or maybe a half mile away from the finish line. There was a lot of woods, so you couldn't really see it. But uh, I, I knew it was close, so I started running. And before, like I, I wasn't even running half mile pretty much. I would maybe run a quarter mile at most and then start walking for a little bit and run a quarter mile. So, and then I ran like a half mile um, at like a decent pace. It wasn't the fast pace like the start of the race, but it was a decent pace. And I ran, saw the finish line, last little hill, crossed the finish line. You know, um, the race director gives me like the medal or whatever. And I just go cross, kind of get out of the way, and I just lay down in the dirt. And I'm just like, I just have to take a second. And I'm just sitting there, like not even really knowing like what to think or what to feel. I'm just like complete tired, but I'm like the, the level of relief I felt from not having to go more was tremendous. It was wonderful. I was just like, I'm done. It is over now. And you know, then I realized that in order to like the race line, the, the start line was um, about a quarter mile away from the parking lot. I was like, ah, I have to walk to my car now. And I, th I feel like this was just like a sick joke. The quarter mile walk to the parking lot is all a fairly steep hill that you walk down to get to the race to get to the start line when you feel good you just walk down that hill real easy and then you have to walk up at the very end of the race which i feel like was some type of sadistic intentional thing so i'm just like plodding up the hill just i feel not terrible but like everything hurts and i'm muddy and wet and so tired and i just want to be home and i'm walking up this hill and um, a vehicle comes up so like there aren't supposed to be vehicles down there so I don't know why this vehicle was like down in a spot where there aren't supposed to be vehicles but the vehicle comes driving up the hill and a guy like you know kind of slows down rolls his window down he's like hey you want to ride up and I was like yes I would love a ride up thank you like I get it I get in his vehicle and I was just like thank you so much I like I like I'm so tired thank you so much uh, and he was like, yeah, someone, you know, gave me a ride one time after my race to my vehicle. And I just wanted to pass the favor along, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, and kind of, to me, at least it spoke to like, uh, like people in, in the running community are, are very cool, like very cool people. That's part of the reason I enjoy it. And I don't know, it just, it was like a really nice gesture that, that actually meant a lot to me in that moment of just like, Oh, like this guy stopped and thought like, this, I don't know, this guy empathized. was like, I know what that feels like. And he stopped and gave me a ride. Like it, it legitimately like touched me. It, it really, um, it, I don't know, I'm really thankful for that. It was a very cool experience. Um, and, you know, I get to my car and just so tired um, and so 
exhausted. Sit in my car for a second, drank some water. Um, my girlfriend called me because uh, I had texted her that I was done. Um, and, she, and then she called me right away. And so like, I'm kind of talking to her and like, you know, she's talking and like, I can understand the words that she's saying, but like my mind cannot focus enough to form a response. So I'm just like sitting there as she's talking and just like, I can maybe say like, yeah, and like a few words, but I, I can't, like, I almost can't formulate sentences. And so finally she was like kind of talking, finally I was like, I had to interrupt her and I was like, I'm sorry, like I I literally can't have a conversation right now. Like, I, I, I can't process you talking and then understanding what you're saying and then figuring out what I'm gonna say and then speaking, like it's just too, like I need, like I need silence. So like, she's like, okay, cool. Um, so I, you know, drive home just in silence for the most part. Like I just needed to soak in the experience. And within, uh, I would say about 10 minutes after I left, I was like driving and I'm remembering the part at like 25, 26, 27 miles that I was just like, I want this to be over. I'm gonna cancel that 50 miler. I'm not cut out for ultra running. This isn't for me. I'm not built for it. Um, and I thought about that and like, I almost couldn't help but smile. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm running that 50 miler for sure. So that's the, uh, that's the end of the story. Um, and I will, uh, I guess make another update September 5th, probably after I do my first 50 miler.